sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. Yes, I'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Maybe Jacksonville's like, no, 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 we're drafting Trevor. And then all of a sudden someone suggests, you know, you could have Deshaun Watson. Would you rather have Watson? And then you start thinking, like, well, yeah, I guess that would. I don't know. Let's call up Houston. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this Thursday, January 21st. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here again on an Opposite Picks Thursday, January 21st. Well, he's back, and uh, so are the losses. Scott gets fired. Not me this time. Six-pack not worth drinking to. Uh, Take this job and shove it. Will Mahomes be ready for work? Blame yourself for this one, NBA fans. Uh, NFL trends galore today. I must be getting old. River runs dry. And is Aaron Rodgers retiring? We'll get to all those stories. Again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Thursday, January 21st. Start with a little uh, NBA basketball. LL's loyal listeners, what's going on on this uh, Thursday again? Four minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do. Well, we had the debut last night. Generally don't start in the NBA, but why not? Uh, You had the big three. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving for the first time. Irving plays for the first time after missing seven games for who knows really why. I mean, who knows at this point, right? Uh, You know, they combined for 96 points. Uh, They were a plus three, although that's not really great. But still, they were a plus three when they got on the court. Uh, Durant has 38. Irving has 37. Harden has 21, including uh, uh, 10, uh, 12 assists and uh, 10 rebounds. So he gets a triple-double. I mean, you could not have asked for a better performance, right, out of all those guys. Uh, Durant with the 38. Irving, you know, first game in, in two months or two weeks, you know, seven games missed, 37. You know, Harden gets the triple-double. You know, they're playing the god-awful Cleveland Cadavers. Scott, what would what, they win by 20 points? No, 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 no not quite 20. All right. Right. You know, what they would buy 15 to 14, 15. Uh, maybe Cleveland made a little run there to make it somewhat respectable in the end. Eh, no, 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 not quite. Uh, okay, maybe what they would buy, you know, uh, they, they had to cover the spread, right? They're laying double digits, 10 on the road. Had to win by at least 11, right? Eh, not really. Little backdoor cover by the cadavers? Eh, not really. Uh, they win by three, four? Eh, not really. Did they win? Uh, not really. 
They lose last night to Cleveland 147-135 in double overtime. They lost to the pathetic, god-awful, biggest waste of human flesh in NBA uniforms, Cleveland 147-135. Double digits, no less. It's an opposite picks morning right here on a Thursday. <clears throat> As we take you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Breaking down the debut of the big three, Durant, Harden, and Irving. They lose to Cleveland. Cleveland. Not the Lakers, not the Clippers, not the Celtics, not even the Raptors, not even Miami. They lose to Cleveland by double digits in the end. And what makes it even worse if you're a Nets fan, you couldn't have asked statistically for anything more. And that's why I pointed out, you know, 96 points from the three of them, you know, 38 from Durant, 37 from Irving, again, 21 from Harden, who gets a triple-double. I mean, what more could you ask for? And yet that still wasn't enough to beat a lousy basketball team, no less. This team is a long ways away. You give up, albeit a double overtime, you give up 147 points to one of the worst teams in the league. Man, you you have a lot of work to do on the defensive end. Man, but this is what people, you know, thought, right? I mean, we all know they're going to score. You know, unless there's some craziness going on, you know, with Durant and Irving and Hard, you, you're going to score. Does anybody, though, play any defense? Harden, we know, doesn't. You know, Durant once in a while, Irving once in a while, but not, not under the leadership of, uh, you know, what they have now in Steve Nash. I, I mean, holy crow. Uh, you have, uh, you know, basically 100 points out of three guys and you can't win against one of the worst teams in the NBA. That's pathetic. A and they're only plus three. You know, I pointed that out as somewhat of a positive, but how's that possible? How could you have Irving, Durant, and Harden on the court and you're only outscoring the opposition when that occurred last night by three lousy, stinking, god-awful points? That's embarrassing. That, you know, it's one game. We're going to give them a pass. But I told you, I'm not rooting for this team. Uh, not the way Harden left. Not the way Irving has been acting. Now, I feel bad for Durant. You know, he left a great situation in Golden State. He wanted to be with his, uh, you know, with his boy there in Kyrie. He's thinking he's going to go to Brooklyn. He's going to sit out the year because of his uh, injury. And everything's going to be great, you know. And, and uh, you know, they fire the head coach, uh, no doubt, with his support. Uh, you know, Irving decides he doesn't want to play last year. Now he doesn't want to play this year. It, it's... One game in, I get it, but not a good look if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. That's for sure, losing to Cleveland. I told you yesterday, they had no business being a double-digit road favorite. No business. All right, just getting started on this uh, Thursday morning. NFL trends and everything else coming up right here on an opposite SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Can you shed some light on what the last couple of weeks have been like for you and the time you need it all? Um, it's a lot of family and personal stuff going on. So just want to leave it at that. Very excited, you know, just to have James here. Um, obviously, 
letting go of some of the pieces that have been here in the Nets organization for a while, even before I got here. Um, you know, it was going to be hard regardless. I mean, it's just the nature of the business. We're all brothers still, you know, so we're just moving on into the next phase of just developing as a team and just building some camaraderie, camaraderie and having fun. As Kyrie Irving last night, talking, you know, as little as he did about, uh, you know, leaving and, and uh, going basically not not necessarily AWOL because they didn't know where he was. They just didn't know why he was out and they weren't saying too much. And obviously Kyrie wasn't saying too much either. I, You know, I'm going to go back and listen to the whole thing. I am curious to see, you know, did they grill him? Did they say, hey, by the way, was that, you know, the videos that were being sent out with the birthday parties with your sister? Was that really you this year? Was that a couple of years ago? You know, you're sending out tweets to your father. Happy birthday. You're seemingly at your sister's birthday party, yet you couldn't play basketball. I mean, you know, how, how does that correlate? How, how does that one make sense with the other? I hope. I doubt it, though. But I hope they grilled him to the point of just like, you know, you can't let, uh, okay, I just want to move on and let it sit there. Let's hope they actually did their job and pressed him a little bit and made him, you know, squirm just a little. You'd like to think so. Especially, you know, then you come out and you lose to uh, Cleveland 147-135. And you know what? You and I could score 30 points in an NBA game at this point. You know, nobody but nobody but nobody plays any defense whatsoever. We know that. It's just crunch time. So the fact that he missed all those games and he comes back and he does well, obviously, with 37 statistically. But, you know, when you give up 150 points, basically, albeit in double overtime, now nah, that's brutal. And I, I hope. He said a little bit more, but I kind of doubt it. You know, no one, even the New York media, they, they probably gave him a pass. Oh, fine. You don't want to play. You make it $35 million a year. You don't want to be here. Okay. No big deal. Fine. You know, as long as we could say that, that we're buddies with you. That's all they're concerned about around here. So NBA last night, got it. Had a couple of good games. I'd say you talk about some bad beats. It happens. You know, it's why some people, some friends of mine just don't play any unders in NBA games because, you know, generally everything is a 50-50 bet. But when you play the over, you're never out of it. You play the under, you know, it goes over, it goes over. There, there's no coming back. You know, you, you could have a 50-point lead and have the underdog and still have a shot. Uh, when an NBA game or a college basketball game or a hockey game, for that matter, whatever the case may be, goes over, they don't take points back. There's no lead that I know of that they take points away after it's been put on the board. So you always, though have the opportunity with overtime for the over. That's that little extra carrot that's dangling out there. And I bring that up because the Atlanta Hawks last night, they're riding a 9-0 and under streak. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, the team that would score 140 points with a blink of an eye last year, right? Uh, they've actually turned into a pretty good defensive team. They're, they're, their philosophy, new head coach, uh, some new personnel, completely different from last year. Now, they can still score, but it, it's not the craziness up and down. I guess getting those 15 wins told them a little something. So last night, they got the Pistons coming in town. No reading and the over-under. And that's the one thing about the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. You know, you think these guys adjust, and maybe they do, but the public does not. You know, so as long as the public keeps on betting overs and Hawks games, 
I guess FanDuel will continue to put the Lions in the 220s like it was last night. I mean, give me another team that can have nine – I want to say nine. It's either seven or nine. I'll double-check here. But give me another team that can have you know seven to nine straight unders and the over-under in their games is still in the 220s. I mean, it was 221 last night. 221 and a half, depending on when you did your shopping. It's like, holy crow. I mean, you're the nine straight unders. How many unders do you need before you start putting down into the teens at least? God forbid it should actually go down to 200, right? I mean, but, you know, but it's still 221 and a half last night when the, when the books closed. They had, yeah, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine straight unders heading into last night's game. So what's the problem? Problem is the game went to overtime. It was going to be an easy under winner. It was right around 210 points. You had fouls to give. You had easy, oh, by the way, layups to give. All you had to do was just avoid the overtime, and your under came in. And what happens? It goes to overtime. Hawks hit a shot with a couple of seconds left. Pistons can't score. They score 26 points in overtime. And the game goes over with 138 points. Man, even when you're right with your thinking, you're wrong with your luck. You know, as the saying goes, I'd rather be right and lucky, or I'd rather be wrong and lucky than right and and uh, and, and lose. That's that uh, that stinks. That really stinks. So Hawks beat the Pistons 123-115 last night as the game goes over, snapping their nine-game under streak. Uh, a great game from uh, you know uh, a couple of the uh, Atlanta Hawks who actually are not a bad little basketball team. You know, I, I don't know if they're gonna you know they, they will challenge for a playoff spot. Whether they do any damage, I don't know. But they're seven and seven this year. So Clint Capella with twenty-seven points and twenty-six rebounds. If you played his uh, props. Well, you hit on both of those, obviously. 53 points slash rebounds and even two assists for, for Clint Capella. Trey Young had 38 as well. Not bad. Uh, you know, we should have been on Miami last night. Beat Toronto 111-102. Uh, they put forth a couple of stinkers against the god-awful Pistons. They did win the second game, but it wasn't great. They didn't cover the six and a half. You, you knew whenever you play a game, like if you're a good team, you're, you're due for a monster effort. And that's what you got out of Miami last night. Nice road win, 111-102 over Toronto. Uh, Kendrick Dunn with 28 points. Magic, uh, the running jumper at the buzzer from Cole Anthony. See that? Three-pointer with no time left. Off-balance runner. uh, And the Magic beat the teacups, 97-96. Minnesota just stinks. Just, you know, they could change head coaches. They could change owners. They could change general managers. They change players, good guys, bad guys. They just can't win. I don't I don't know what, you know, ever since Kevin Durant left 15, 20 years ago, wherever it's been, they have not been able to win anything. I, I mean, th- there's too much. You got a lineup uh, of uh, Minnesota that's got D'Angelo Russell, right? Um, you got Carl Anthony Towns, who I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if this guy is any good or not. I, he puts up monster numbers. He seemingly is good, but he just can't win. Uh, although he didn't play last night. He, he's been out uh, with the COVID, obviously, the last uh, – I think this is his second game he's missed. But, you know, you got Russell, you got Beasley, you got Towns, you got Anthony Edwards, number one overall pick, and, and they're sitting there with uh, three wins, three and ten. They, like I said, they, they've done everything. They've changed coaches. They've changed GMs. Just can't figure to, to put it all together. Um, you know, be careful what you ask for, Rocket fans. As the saying goes, you just might get it. Phoenix last night beats Houston 109-103. Uh, 
You know, you wanted James Harden out of town or, you know, more importantly, he wanted out of town. You acquiesce, you send him shipping, you get, you know, basically draft choices. You do pick up uh, Victor Lodipo. They're one and three since the trade. They won the first game against San Antonio. They lost the next three. Uh, it could be a long, long, long year for Houston. And what makes it even worse is if you really do want to sign Oladipo, which he's going to be a free agent, which I think you'd want to, you know, is he going to want to re-sign with a team that's going to end up with, uh, you know, 20, uh, 20 wins, 20 and 52, depending on how many games they actually play, 20 and 56? You know, you, you got to, if you're a Rocket fan, you got to win some of these games. You don't have to challenge for a championship, um, but you got to get into the postseason and you got to show Oladipo it's worth staying there. But I, I think it's going to be a long, long year. Yeah, they were five and a half point home underdogs to Phoenix last night. You know, it. You know, Phoenix is pretty good, not great. They've come back to the pack after a fast start, but man, that's tough. Clippers beat up the Queens one fifteen ninety six. Didn't like uh, L A. You know, they're on fire, and the Kings are uh, in the tank again. So that was an easy winner. Opposite picks took a little bit of a hit yesterday. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll go over the opposite picks, and we'll run down some NFL stuff. Who's in? Who's out? We'll update the Pat Mahomes, and we'll get the lines as well from FanDuel. All that's coming up. Opposite picks on this Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Yeah, so listen, I mean, Herbie, I I just leave that with Rick and the docs and I... Because of the protocol, we don't. It's a no-brainer from the coach's standpoint. You don't have to think about it. You just have to go forward and make sure you have an answer if he's there and an answer if he's not there. Uh, I can't tell you from a medical standpoint where he's at. I mean, I don't know that. So uh, that's their decision, and I just follow it. Opposite picks on this Thursday morning, January 21st, 26 past the hour. Here's Julie Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and uh, our radio affiliates all around the nation on our many other platforms. That was Andy Reid yesterday. That's just, I, I, you know, nobody can be that blind. Nobody. We'll get to that in a sec. First off. Put our poll question out there. <clears throat> I'm almost embarrassed to admit. This is like a replacement radio type. We put one out yesterday pertaining to baseball. We'll never do that again in the month of February and January. Uh, I mentioned one about George Springer signing with the Blue Jays, new kingpin and MLB. Padres end up winning it uh, 49%. Only 71 votes. 71. You guys just don't care about baseball. I don't blame you. It's January, February. You know, March, uh, things will kind of kick in. Maybe when pitchers catches report uh, later on next month, uh, it'll start to resonate with you. But 
Uh, scratch baseball from any other future poll. 71, again, 71 votes. That, that's even worse than replacement radio type. Well, maybe not worse. Uh, that would be two or three, but still bad. We, we've got nearly as many votes already in today's poll uh, than we did uh, all day yesterday. So let's move on. Admit our defeat and, and move on. Nets have Durant, Harden, Irving on the court last night for the first time. Best big three ever. Now, there's a gazillion of them. So the other, I fully expect to win this thing when everything is said and done. But I put that as a Dolphin fan, you got to go with Greasy Zonka Warfield. Uh, as a LeBron hater, I, I threw him out there just to be uh, whatever. LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Uh, Cowboys fan, you got to like Aikman, Irving, Emmett Smith. And then uh, the proverbial other. So get your vote in. And uh, if it is other, feel free to email me or, or text, uh, you know, some of the others that are out there. And uh, we'll uh, re- read those a little bit later on. So go to Opposite Picks, get your vote in, and uh, we will, again, update that a couple times before we are through. So back to Andy Reid. It aligns on FanDuel. They haven't changed that much, uh, though we have a tick up with the over on Kansas City Buffalo. Kansas City still a three-point favorite. Over-under is now 53-and-a-half. It was 53 yesterday, so it's gone up a half a point. Uh, but it remains at three. It is leaning now towards the VIG with Kansas City. Yesterday, it was three at even. So you didn't have to lay any VIG if you wanted Kansas City. Now you have to lay minus 100. Well, it's it's minus 115. So it's $115 to win 100, uh, which is, you know, listen, it's a little bit more than just laying 100 to win 100. So more money is coming in on Kansas City as more and more it seems that Pat Mahomes will play despite what we just heard from from Andy Reid. So it's 3 minus 115 on KC, and I told you that was going to be the case, right? I said it yesterday, and I'll continue to say it. If you like Buffalo, just wait. Wait, 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 because Mahomes is playing. He is uh, and the line is going to go up once it's actually revealed. You know, the wise guys, if you will, the big time, the sharks, all those goofballs, you know, the people that are, you know, putting five figures, six figures down, they're not taking any chances. They want to be said, okay, he is definitely playing. And when that happens, then then all the Kansas City money is going to come in. And I would not be surprised to see that line go to three and a half, maybe even four. As we mentioned yesterday, the days of lines moving off magic numbers, three, four, seven, you know, it's not that big a deal anymore. When you have as much in-game live stuff as there is out there, you know, any thought of, well, they don't want to get middled and they don't want to risk that, and it, it, it it's, believe me, um, I don't think that's that big of a concern anymore. I really don't. So it's three minus 115, 53 and a half. Packers still laying three, minus 130 uh, against Tampa Bay on FanDuel. So m- must be a lot of Green Bay Packer money coming in. I will tell you, and we'll go over our trends later on, there's a lot of trends that say Green Bay, a lot. You know, I like to take these games and give you reasons why and trends-wise and stats-wise each team will win. There's a heck of a lot more on Green Bay than there is Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay's really trying to buck some serious trends. And, again, we'll go over these uh, either later this hour or next hour for sure. Uh, And if you, you don't think that plays a role in this, it does. As more and more stories come out, preview stories, and more and more the trends become uh, relevant and and popularized, uh, you'd be surprised. Even the big-time gamblers, these guys are mopes. They don't know anything more than you and I. They really don't. They'll read into a trend and say, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah, but the last time it occurred was was 20 years ago. doesn't matter. Trend says it. I'm going to put my money on the trend. 
So I expect that thing to go up to three and a half as well. Over-under is 51 and a half. Slight little tick up from the 51 it was yesterday. So slight overs going on both these games. Uh, I'll check the weather one more time, and, uh, and and we will see how things go from there. Now, as far as Andy Reid, you know, we, we heard him. I, I, I just – how is that possible? You're the head coach – of a team that's getting set to play in the AFC championship game. And you're not interested enough to know if your star quarterback, who's arguably the best quarterback in the game, is going to be ready to play come Sunday. You're just going to say, okay, you know, the doctor are going to come to me and let me know whenever he's ready. I know he's out there practicing a little bit. He's throwing the ball around, but I don't know if he's healthy enough to play. I don't know if he can practice or not. I don't know if he can run around and, you know, Someone's going to tap me on my shoulder and say, Mahomes is a go. And until then, I don't ask me, dumb, dumb and dumber, right? Come on, Andy. Come on. Again, the Kansas City media, you know, mopes out there, please do, do your job. You know, ask them that. I, you know, even if you don't think you can ask them about, you know, Mahomes being ready, ask them about, coach, you're not interested. You're not going to the doctors. You're waiting for the doctors to come to you. You know, that, that's like me waiting for me, for my wife to volunteer to do the dishes and cook and clean. It's, it's not happening, right? I got to go to her. You got to go to them. You're the head coach. They're not getting fired if Kansas City loses. Kansas City doesn't go to the Super Bowl. No one's writing stories about how the team doctor is a bad guy or can't and can't be a doctor, doesn't know what he's doing. It's your neck that's on the line. You, you have so little. You, you can sit there and tell me with a straight face you have so little interest in your star quarterback on whether he can play or not that you're not going to go to the team doctors and, and give me an update on how close is he. Does it look like he's going to be ready in a couple of days? Come on. You 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 can't be that blind. You, you cannot be that disinterested. You just can't. I mean, there's, there's no way in the world. You didn't get to be Andy Reid. You didn't have the, you know, you didn't get a chance to win that Super Bowl last year and win with with that kind of malaise, blah, who cares attitude. You got to get something out of a media. You have to. Now, he's on the field yesterday, Mahomes. They originally say he was full practice. Then they realized, oop, we effed up. Can't do that. He's still in the concussion protocol. We don't even know. I mean, what a bad job by the Kansas City media. Well, you know, we, we torched the four-letter network yesterday. We'll, we'll torch the Kansas City media today. We don't even know at this point, and all those so-called insiders, right? We don't even know if he had a concussion or not. And here we, here we are. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? And we don't even know if he really had a concussion, is it a concussion? I know he's in concussion protocol, but you don't necessarily believe it or not have to have had a concussion to be in concussion protocol. I know it makes no sense, but uh, you don't technically have to have a concussion. You can have all the symptoms and everything. You can, you know, barely walk off the football field like he did uh, Cleveland on Sunday, but he didn't necessarily have to have a concussion, but we haven't even come to that conclusion yet. They're not even smart enough to ask him that. Hey, coach, yes or no? Did he have a? Does he have a concussion? Did he get a concussion on Sunday? We don't even know that. Was it kind of whiplash? Is it a nerve injury? As someone reported on Monday, they're they're, they're not being very forthful on this. They're they're just they're not necessarily lying. They're just not telling you the truth, and no one's smart enough to grill him on it. So who knows? I mean, I, I he's I'd be surprised if he's not going to play on Sunday. But that's just me being you know it's Pat Holmes, and they're going to find a way to get it done. You know, and he seems like the you know, highlights he's running around. 
I've never had a concussion, so I don't know what that is like. I'm not even going to pretend. You know, do you feel normal? But then there are times that you're a little dizzy. You know, we've all probably had dizzy spells or felt nauseous coming off a you know, uh, you know, an amusement ride. I mean, we've you know, again we've done that, but a real concussion. You know, do I? Can I spell cat if you spot me the C and the T? I, I don't know. Can I look like I'm normal? Because he looks like he's normal. He's running around. He's doing, you know, whatever he needs to do for practice yesterday. Just not taking hits, obviously. So, but I think it's funny that, you know, you, you want to put these, you know, we all like betting stuff on Monday and Tuesday and try and middle it, despite what I said, you know, have the line move. It's part of the fun of, of gambling, right? But, you you know, realistically, you can't. I mean, maybe he can't play. You know, the doctors don't care. Uh, you and I care. And we all have our doubts about him really sitting it out. But if the doc says he has not passed concussion protocol, then he is not passed. So we need to know, you know, for our future bets, for our prop bets, you know, for the over-unders, we'd like to get some kind of insight on whether he's going to be playing or not. It seems like they're leaning towards yes, but I'm not a put American money on it at this point. Uh, I, I don't trust it. I, I really don't. But, uh, you know, push comes to shove, I would say yes. But I, I, like I said, I think it's funny. You know, you're asking about the best player in the NFL, and you're so little interested. You're like, I, I have no idea. Talk to the doctors. You know, it's out of my hands. I know it's out of your hands. No one's saying you're determining it there, Coach, but, you know, you are the face of the franchise. You know, you are the, you know, the linchpin, you know, the conduit to the media and the team. What are the team doctors telling you? Nothing yet. Nothing. Amazing. All right, opposite picks coming up. Break down some hockey, college, basketball from yesterday as well, right here on a Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I like it. Now you might. Now you're gonna. You know what you want your team to do. You gotta attack. Georgia looks like they're gonna you play go. for the final shot. Wheeler with five. Wheeler all the way. Rejected out of bounds with 3.6 on the clock. And now the timeout is called. Sack it up. Everything. Comes in. Bobbled. Up and in with 1.3 left. All right, it's an opposite picks morning on this Thursday, as it always is, 41 past the hour. 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. Again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. Uh, it is at Opposite Picks. You can email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Uh, hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Our poll question is out. You got the big three last night. Playing for the first time, albeit in a loss for the Nets, Irving, uh, Durant, and Harden. They played well statistically, points scored, combining for almost 100 points, but they lose in double overtime still. Good enough for our topic of our poll question. Uh, give me the all-time best big three. 
Uh, we put a couple on the board there, but uh, the others are uh, very popular. You listen, there's a 50 zillion of them, so I don't expect me to put all of them on there. Uh, but you got some good ones coming in. Uh, you got, uh, let's see, let me read a couple. Uh, Sybil Men uh, tweets in Bird, Parish, McHale. I thought about putting those three on there. I, I did as a Celtic fan. You know, Bird, yes. McHale, yes. You know, Parish, good. But just a little, you know, he's comparable to Bosch. In fact, I'd probably say Parrish is better. But that that's, you know, comparable to, you know, LeBron and D. Wade with Bird and McHale filling those roles and Bosch and Parrish uh, filling, oddly enough, same center position, uh, that role. Elway, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp, not, not too bad. Um, you know, I wish uh, Clearwater Kid tweeted that, and I would have wished uh, Davis would have played a little bit longer. Uh, Gordon tweets in Trottier, Bossy, and Poppin. That's pretty good if you're an Islanders fan, hockey fan. That, that, you know, you, you can go back to some of those old Montreal Canadian teams as well uh, with some of those guys. I'm sure you know you can pick a, a number. The Red Wings, you know, when the Russian connection was there, big three there. Uh, big Al on the prowl tweets in Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, three Hall of Famers. Although I really don't think Rodman's a Hall of Famer. I, that, to me, is a farce. But it is what it is. That, that's pretty good. The, the third one is always the one that kind of takes a little dip. Um, Lalomia one. Uh, I'm not sure what that stands for. Uh, it tweets in uh, Richard Todd, Mickey Schuler, and Wesley Welker. No doubt a Jets fan. And I can only hope that he was joking about that. So, But the one, you know... I, I must, even as a Dolphin fan, I will uh, dare I say this. Uh, Aikman, Irving, Emmett Smith is probably better than Greasy, Zonka, and Warfield, my personal favorite. you know. But all three are Hall of Famers, you know, Greasy, Zonka, Warfield, and, and all three were, you know, uh, you know, maybe Greasy, not quite. You know, Zonka, one of the best running backs of all time. Um, albeit with, with smaller numbers. Warfield, one of the best wide receivers of all time. You know, Greasy, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but he statistically, he's not going to be up there and everything else. He, he just was kind of the facilitator to that team. Um, but Aikman, Irving, Smith, you know, with Bosch, there's always a drop. There's always just a little, little drop on the third one. Um, I don't know who out of those three would be the drop. Certainly not Emmett Smith. You know, for all his faults, Irving was was a damn good football player. You know, Aikman, you know, to a lesser extent, was probably a little bit more important to the Cowboys than Greasy was to the Dolphins and Bosch was to the uh, the Heat. Like, I, I think LeBron and Wade would have won with or without Bosch. I think the Dolphins would have won with or without Greasy. I don't know if you could say that about Aikman. You know, they probably would have, but I think his role played a little bit. He had a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit bigger role. Uh, and now the, the big three, I, I must say, you know, there might be a drop with, you know, it's it's certainly not Durant, right? Um, you know, Harden for all his faults in the postseason and failing in the clutch and all that other stuff. Um you know, he's still statistically and everything else one of the all-time greats. You know, you don't you can't say that about Aikman and Greasy. Their stats don't compare to, you know, top five, top ten quarterbacks of all time. Uh, but you know, with Irving and Durant and and uh you know Harden, boy, all three of those have monster, monster stats. I'm not gonna go so crazy as to say this could be the greatest of all time, but it could be though. I, I will say it, it's not 
right now. But it, I'll tell you what, on paper, if they got their heads all together, it could be. It, it really, you know, it could be something special. So even Kansas City, where you want to go, you want Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and, and Kelsey, I suppose. You know, yeah, that, that's not bad. I will say we could have thrown that on there. I'm surprised no one's uh, no one's texted that yet. You know, Kelsey's got to go down as one of the greatest tight ends of all time, right? You know that. Tyreek Hill, listen, he's a bird brain. Who knows how long his flash in the pan's going to last. Mahomes is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time as long as he stays healthy and nothing crazy gets involved. Like, I don't know, marriage. Um, you know, so that's that's actually not a bad one right there as well. So, And speaking of Tyreek Hill, I, I know my bad for not bringing this up uh, earlier during the week. Why? And I meant to because I didn't notice it. Did you see the game, you know, with, with Cleveland? Obviously, you must have. And he shoved an assistant coach, Lewis, on the sidelines after, I don't know if it was a three and out, but it was after a drive in which they did not score. He was clearly frustrated. He wasn't getting the football, right? Uh, This is when the Brownies were making a little bit of a run here. So he shoved the assistant coach, Lewis, and they go to commercial. They come back to commercial. And I got to tell you, I was a Romo guy, but I'm starting to not be a Romo. He, He started to become just another shill which is what he was not, um, you know, when he first came on board. And, I mean, Hill shoved the guy. He he did. Now, they come back from commercial. To their credit, they played again. And uh, him and Nance just poo-poo and say, yeah, yeah, no big deal. You know, it's, they, they were just joking. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're starting to lose it here a little bit on the football field. And they come off the field after not scoring. This is not after a touchdown here. This is after not scoring. And you're telling me that Tyreek Hill shoving an assistant coach is, is joking around? Now, it was finally brought up this week, yesterday. And Hill said, I played the game with so much passion. I was just trying to give the guys energy. We put so much in this game. Like, I come off the field all fired up, and I just give my coach a shove. That's me and my personality, man. I'm just fired up, and I'm just happy just to be in the NFL and just to be part of this great organization, blah, 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 blah. Um, a lot of people seen it as me being a hothead on the sideline, being a diva, you could say, but it wasn't nothing like that. Nice English. Everybody would have been holding me back if I was really shoving the guy, which, you know what, I don't. You know, I, I'm not saying you were going to attack the guy. No one says you're going to beat the guy up, Tyreek. But you did shove the guy. And it's not, you know, I, I don't see in that quote anywhere where he says, I was just joking. We were just fooling around. I saw where that's just me. That's just my personality. I'm just fired up. And I got to tell you, did you see the clip of him afterwards? He was talking with uh, CBS, I imagine it was, since they were doing the game. And it was one of those post-game interviews where it was after the broadcast. So they recorded it. And you talk about a guy that's, like, flying. See if you can Google that and and listen to that. I mean, he is just like, wow. You talk about a Reuter or a crazy man or a knucklehead or, I mean, it's one thing to be fired up. I get that. But, you know, I don't know, Chris, if you could find that. But. Uh, I don't. I forget where I saw it. I saw it one time, 
me and my daughter, we were watching the game, and they, they showed it in the second game, I guess. And we both looked at each other like, holy fudge, this guy is nuts. I mean, this guy, is he's talking about how he's all fired up. He's this, he's that. This, this is like a half hour after the game. And he's still acting like he's, uh, you know, on a little something, we'll say. Very strange. Very, you know, you know, don't say it wasn't you being a hothead. Uh, you know, ask his uh, girlfriend about that. You know, he, you know, he's shown he could be a hothead. That's for darn sure. And you shut. You, you don't fool around. You come off the field in a non-scoring drive. You don't fool around and shove your assistant coach by joking around. That that's not a time when you'd be joking around. So, um, you know, you just wonder how long that's going to last. I tell you, these, these wide receivers are diva. They just are. I said it before, they want to be running backs. They want to be quarterbacks. But they're stuck in a wide receiver's body in that they think they should get the football 15, 20 times a game. They want to be that you know old 1970s, 80s running back where, you know what, we're going to give uh, you uh, the football 25 times and we'll throw the football you know five or six times to a wide receiver. You know, they, they think they should get it. You know, and I get it. You know, you're running down the field. You know, think about it. You don't know how many times are they running down the field, running plays, and for what? For nothing. As, as a decoy, that that could be a little, you know, little nerve wracking at times. I'll I'll admit that. But then listen, it comes with the territory. It is what it is. You're going to get the football anywhere from three to seven times a game. You know, you can make six receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown, and you've had a phenomenal game as a wide receiver. You know, as a running back, you touch the football seven, eight times, and you gain 40 yards, and you're you're nothing. You know, even though you've averaged five or six yards a carry. I mean, think about that. You can average six yards a carry, and you've carried it, uh, you know, eight times, and you gain less than 50 yards. What, what is that? It, it's nothing. So these wide receivers think they should be touching the football 15 times a game, and if they don't, it's the end of the world. But um, that was a little, like I said, you know, he talked about it yesterday, but I, I find that, you know, very Tyreek Hill-like. You just don't know how long his candle's going to be burning. That, that's when we talk about the big three. By the way, as far as Kansas City goes, in addition to Mahomes, uh, Watkins, Sammy Watkins, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, both listed as uh, participants yesterday. So <clears throat> limited, albeit, but at least, you know, they did participate somewhat. Both were inactive for the Chiefs game uh, against Cleveland this past Sunday. So that's that's good news. And quarterback Prashad Breeland is on uh, concussion protocol as well. So hopefully all three of those guys will play for KC. And once, you know, and then listen, to, don't underestimate Watkins and, and Edward Solaire. They have not been able to run the football, you know. I tell you why, I don't know how long Le'Veon Bell has left in this league because he has done nothing. I mean, he has done absolutely nothing uh, really over the last two seasons except derail the Hall of Fame career. Um, I thought this was going to be his opportunity to step up and really be the man. I don't know how it just flips on and off I mean, because he was great in Pittsburgh, right? even his last year, uh, the last year that he played anyway. Terrific and nothing, 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 really, nothing with the Jets and really completely insignificant with Kansas City. Even with an opportunity with their better running back not being able to play, Still, you really got nothing out of time, out of uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Anything more than just the average running back. Gotta like, uh, you know, I must be getting old. Bills Mafia. I give them credit for all the charity work that they've done and this and that. Um, but uh, they've also there's a uh, Dick Sporting Goods store that's selling tables in the Bills section because they have a ritual of jumping on tables during tailgating and smashing into them, crashing into them. 
I don't know yet. I, I, I must be getting old. If that, that's what you do at tailgating. I used to drink beers and have hot dogs and hamburgers in front of a barbecue. Now they're smashing tables. I, I, I just, Mr. Vegas must be getting old. I don't know. What can I tell you? <laughs> Hour number one, almost in the books. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Seven past the hour. Next hour, a lot to get to. We'll run down the uh, NBA again, the NHL, some college basketball notes. And uh, Kentucky lost again yesterday. Another heartbreaker. Good gravy. I- I'm a Kentucky Calipari fan. Four and nine. They're worth starting like 60, 70 years. I mean, you know, and, and watching their games. Now, these are supposed to be four or five-star athletes. And maybe they are. Well, but... They're not four star, uh, four or five star basketball players. These guys can't shoot the, and, and you know, as, as the saying goes, you know, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat for goodness. They're just not good. I mean, who knows if they will be, and maybe in the long run, that this is what Calipari needs because I don't see anybody on that court that's going to be playing in the NBA next year. This might be the first year in Calipari's reign there that he does not have anybody go pro let alone four or five guys like he had last year. I, I mean, they're just not good. They lost to an average Georgia team in which they blew a six-point lead last night. I mean, you're thinking of covering. They're laying four. Line went up from three and a half to four, up six with two minutes left. You know, you're not concerned necessarily about losing. It's all about whether you're going to get the cover, and they blow a six-point lead, and they lose as they score a bucket, does Georgia, uh, after the inbound of the basketball underneath the Kentucky basket with three and a half seconds left. I mean, just brutal. And if you're Calipari, you know, you give up that bucket. You got to have a timeout left. You you just have to. You know, they didn't. The inbound of the basketball guy threw up a 75-footer, not even close. And, uh, and uh, Kentucky loses by one. Wow, that's a tough loss. So we'll take a break. We'll run down the NBA stuff. I got a zillion NFL trends that we'll do uh, next hour as well. We got our opposite picks next hour. Took a little bit of a hit. The first time in, a, in, in nearly two weeks, we actually had a losing record going opposite. It'll happen. We'll run it down all next hour right here. Opposite picks on a Thursday morning on Sirius XM Channel 204. Wow. 